0: on this episode of one team one podcast we will talk about Trendon Watford declaring for the NBA draft we'll look at some SEC football predictions and odds for the upcoming year uh, and we got a two-part LSU rewind for you and it all starts right now talking the All right, guys, welcome back uh, to One Team, One Podcast. Again, my name is Matt, and I'm here with Jack. That's me. How are you doing today, Jack?
1: I'm all right. Better than yesterday.
0: Jack has been <laughs> very, very active on Twitter, on uh, One Team, One Pod, at, uh, at One Team, One Pod on Twitter. Go check him out. Um yeah, I was just uh, mine and my own business. We we both run this Twitter account together, and um, right. you know, for uh, fair warning, I'm I'm 41. Jack's my little nephew. He's 21. He's very much more savvy on social media than I am.
1: I feel like you can tell when who is talking. Yeah, when I'm talking, and when you're talking. Yeah, I think I, you can. I think you can I, too. I notice it very. Much. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I notice it because I typed it. But
0: I think it's just so blatantly obvious when. I, The difference between the two two of us type. Um, But here, I'm just minding my own business. It's actually Easter Sunday. I am, um, I mean, Tiger is making the turn uh, on CBS at Augusta. I'm, like, all into it again. And uh, I don't remember every shot, and I'm just watching it, and I'm like, oh, this is the best day ever. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I keep looking at my phone, and I keep getting these Twitter, like, bing, 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 bing. And I'm like, holy cow. Then I dive into it. (laughs) Jack's in a Twitter beef. Um, so I think we're going to have a new segment. Um, we'll start it this week called Twitter Beasts with Jack. <laughs> um, you know, it. we're just trying to, we're just trying to, I, I started right. this cause I want to, I want to make conversations. Right. I want to, you know, have discussions and maybe create a little controversy. That's right. okay. But like, I like to get people talking. That's how I am. Yeah. Um, And I think I talked to you about that before, like, so what what was happening? Um, what's happening either yesterday or this whole past week? So,
1: I, I was accused of being uh, accused. very argumentative, oh. and I was accused of uh, <laughs> attempting to steal followers. That's what I was accused uh, yeah, of this week. Right. Um, look, I mean, I like to get followers, uh, uh, but that's that's they, not that's not my and, end goal. I I saw something, I didn't agree with it. I commented on it. And if you want to debate me, then I'll debate you, but don't come on to what I say, argue with me. And then like,
0: and then say that you're being argumentative. Yeah, don't like pussy out (laughs)
1: and say that like, like you're just trying to argue with people. And like, you're just,
0: (sighs) see, here's my thing about this whole thing. And the whole, like uh, you're trying to steal followers. I could give a crap. I could give a crap. How many people follow me? I do this as an outlet And I want to do this to talk about what I like to talk about. And honestly, I could care less if you follow me or not. Um, I would like you to listen. That's great. But um, I like to get my opinions out. And I like to have conversations about my opinions. Right. Um, And that's kind of what I'm going to do on this. And I think that's the same with you. And um, Yeah, but I love these. This is great. I'm all about the Twitter beef. Um, I'm all about making this segment. And I'm all about... uh, (laughs) I like to stir things up, man. I like yeah. to get people hot and bothered. Uh, and some, they, a couple of guys were hot and bothered. So, yeah, yeah, you had, um, that. yeah, you had a guy like uh, protecting another guy on Twitter. That was like, <laughs> man, y'all got some time on y'all's hands, first Shit. of all. Like, yeah. So we'll start that uh, weekly segment, Twitter Beast with Jack, because I like to get caught up a little bit. You know, I have a full time job. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not able to get on social media all day long and play what? around. Um, and like sometimes I'll see stuff that you're retweeting and all that. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, mm-hmm. somebody's active on the account. That's right. all I really am worried about.
1: So it makes more sense for me to run the Twitter. I agree. And you, I, you'd run the Facebook. I, I thought we had a really
0: are. good business model here. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you um, can't trust me. I, don't I know. guess not. I, I, I guess I'm going to have so to look behind let, and see who you're starting in. fights with
1: every week. Let me get into how this even started. So I was talking to, a, I, I wasn't even talking to this guy. So I was talking with a Oklahoma
0: fan on Saturday,
1: and I was I uh, saw we, that. Me, him and I were talking about it was
0: about some uh, ranking, right? Somebody came up with some kind of like whatever yeah, list ranking and then we, that everybody we took more of. Ranking a, of the week.
1: I didn't really want to talk about like it was it was about running back university, and I didn't really want to talk about running back university. But I saw one guy that said Joe Mixon over I would take Joe Mixon over Leonard Fournette, and I was like, that's outrageous. So we started. He might punch we, better than Fournette. <laughs> Maybe so. I don't know. But he, we were talking about Joe Mixon against Leonard Fournette, who was better in college. And he, this guy brought up, the Oklahoma guy, he brought up uh, a common opponent in 2016. LSU played against Auburn, and Oklahoma played against Auburn. And Auburn ran for. This is the
0: Auburn game where Les Miles was fired after the game. The right? day after the game, right. Mm-hmm.
1: And Oklahoma played Auburn in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, and Oklahoma had, I think 14 more yards of, uh, 14 more rushing yards. Uh, and that was kind of his indicator of like Joe Mixon's better than Leonard Fournette. Got it. Uh, (laughs) so I point out, uh, well actually the very next day after we lost to Auburn, Mm -hmm. we fired less miles and our running game significantly improved rest of the season. And you can look at the stats. That's true. Also, you could have just watched the season and known that our offense was better. I don't know why that's even an argument, but so then someone retweets what I said, quote tweets it, and says uh, that I'm stretching because Leonard Fournette was only yeah. played three se- three games the rest of the season, which actually isn't true. He played four games the rest of the season, but
0: yeah, I took it as like he. They're saying that you're making a stretch of a com- of an argument, saying that uh Fournette and Geis were were, that they played better after less Miles
1: but how yeah how was that a stretch I
0: I don't know and I was just like the amount of tweets that just happened about this one little argument was insane um I mean and they weren't all from I mean they were Maybe maybe forty percent worked from you. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's probably about that. Because then a couple people kind of joined in the little yeah. gang. Sure, uh, yeah. it was like a little rascals gang. <laughs> yeah, um, and it ended up it, being like a Twitter war just, on on
1: Easter Sunday. So I, I just want to pull up the stat real quick because it, it makes me feel like a crazy person that no one was well, jumping onto I just, my side on Twitter. I just Twitter.
0: felt like a lot of people were joining, like defending the less miles. It made um, no sense. Offense. It felt like that anyway, and it's like, I, I mean, I think we're all under, understanding that after Les was fired, Ogeron came in, Ensminger opened up the offense, and it wasn't right. like um, a stacked box the entire rest of the year, no. except for the Alabama game. The Alabama game, they regressed, and they went back to that old school yeah, stuff, for whatever, and reason. they got shelled, um, but for the rest of the year, yeah, so I, I was kind of like, I don't... I don't understand what the argument it is here. no But sense. I think it was more of, honestly, Jack, I think it was more of they were um, trying to prove you wrong. Yeah, and
1: it was more they were just, like, kind of clinging to their original thought. So,
0: I don't know if they were trying to, to steal my followers. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> they were trying to steal our followers. And I'm like, whatever, bro. Like, if you want to steal my followers, come at me, bro. Right. You know? That's I think why that's what he, the kids that's, say. That's why is he, that what the kids say? Come at me, bro? Come they at still me, say bro. that?
1: That was about five years ago. But... Uh, <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I, have, I mean, he I have zero time for this. The,
1: <laughs> the, here's what aggravates me, though: he quoted my tweet. I did. I wasn't talking to him. He quoted my tweet yeah. and started talking to me. And then he told me that I'm always trying to argue with people on Twitter. You well, got, you look, started this argument.
0: If you want to come, come at us. Come at us at one team, one pod. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, we're down. And um, Let's we got dance. we got something for you. Uh, And you never know who's coming at you. It could be Jack. It could be Matt. You have no idea. Yeah, Um, You'll probably know, actually. I mean, so...
1: Just look at the grammar. Maybe our
0: followers will jump tomorrow from like 35 to 70. You never know. Probably will. So, anyway. um, (laughs) We'll get on to some real topics now. Um, Trenton Watford declared for the draft. Yep. Um, That was yesterday as we record our podcast. So, um I got some thoughts on it. Go ahead. Um I I read the statement and the when I when it first got released, I was like, I don't know. This statement sounds like he is not gonna come back. Um, what did the statement say? Well it was just like it was more of just thanking every you know, everybody that'd mm-hmm. been there. And um I didn't see the official I didn't see anything officially saying that he wasn't hiring an agent. I heard that. Um, he said that on off the bench actually. He, they interviewed him and he said that. That okay. uh,
1: well, I saw that quote from off the bench this morning on Twitter.
0: Okay, so I heard an interview with John Brady uh, today also that they kind of discussed him as well, and the more it sounds like after I after a couple of days is that he is testing the waters, right? Um, which. I am a hundred percent.
1: That's actually exactly what he said. He okay. said, I'll, "I'll read you the quote." He said, "I'm declaring, but I haven't signed with an agent yet. I'm just testing the waters." That was the exact okay. quote. So, a couple of things
0: I know about him is his brother is very familiar with the process. Christian Watford, um, who's
1: Christian Watford?
0: Where did played he played at to Indiana? Um, okay, ended up going pro. Um, okay. He's I don't probably about five years older. Um, so he's very familiar with this, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, if he doesn't hire an agent, like Christian Watford would be his guy he would oh, lean really? on, I would assume, uh, just because he's probably connected in the NBA a little bit. Okay. But um, I think it would be a completely terrible, awful decision for him to go pro. Yeah, uh, unless, he, he, unless he gets rave reviews, which he won't. I'm uh, sorry. He's not going to make an NBA roster. No, I don't so, so if he's not gonna make an NBA roster, what are you doing? Why are you doing yeah. this? Are you gonna go to the uh the D League and, and make fifty grand a year? Yeah, don't he's do probably that. making more at LSU. shoe. He probably is. Um we heard Will Wade crying out loud. Um strong ass offers. Right. So I don't get why these guys I mean, so if he's testing the waters, I completely understand that. Um hey, but go I, do at it. first I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, pl- plus, you add in Will Wade rode him pretty hard at the end of the year. Yeah, um, called him out on a press conference multiple times. Yes, about playing defense. Yep. Um, and part of me thought that okay, maybe this kid doesn't like that. First of all, yeah. uh, might uh, probably not used to getting called out. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not used to uh, getting hammered like that by his coach. Um, also, not used to playing defense. Um, that was a couple of things that I was thinking was maybe this could be the reason why he's wanting to leave. Um, but like, man, again, if he's just going to, uh, test the waters, I'm all for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, he'd be stupid for not doing this and going to get his draft grade.
0: Yeah. But if I have to read the rule again, but is it, if, is it, is it just a one year you can do that? um kind of like I, Tremont but Waters you got
1: to think that he doesn't want to be in
0: college for more than two years well, is he going to be good enough to go pro next year after his sophomore year that's got to
1: be his plan I mean uh, that would be my plan if I were him I think he's got so much potential you'd you'd like for him to be ready well, I hope he improves college, a you know? lot
0: because right now it's he's not going to even sniff the second round yeah um, and this is not completely my opinion obviously but I just don't I mean, think he's good you, enough You to do have that.
1: to also remember there's just one thing that he needs to work on, and it's defense. I mean, granted, it's multiple also things think, on and, defense. And me, but,
0: me and somebody on Facebook were talking about this the other day, about um, you know, he's not an above-the-rim guy. Um, yeah. It's I just don't see guys like that really excelling in the NBA right now. And I don't care how tall you are. If you're 6'8", six, 6'9", six, um, he doesn't show the length that he needs to show when you got guys that are just like high flying and going crazy, and with big bodies in the NBA, yeah, um, he's gonna have to be a perimeter type forward. Um, I like his skills offensively, but again, he's just not. I do actually agree with that though. That he it's kind of like Nas Reed. Like Nas Reed was not a above the rim guy either. Right, he's but he has, barely made a roster, man. Like, yeah, barely made it.
1: But then once he did
0: make that roster, he. Really agreed well. but he didn't get that initial shot sure um and a lot of those guys so actually
1: don't. this is something interesting because when i was on the way here i just told you um i was listening to will wade he was on afr yeah. and uh he was actually saying that he said specifically about nas reed he was like yeah nas reed he didn't get drafted very high but he actually ended up getting a lot of guaranteed money, and he ended up making a roster, and he got a lot of
0: playing time. Yeah, but he didn't so, get the guaranteed money until after he made the roster and did all that. If you're drafted in the first round, you will get guaranteed money no matter what. So right. don't leave until you get into the first round, okay? It's kind of my thought process. Like okay. if you go into the second round, you can get drafted and you can you're you're just still not guaranteed to make a roster Sure. So you still have to make the team, even though you got drafted in the second round. okay. So sometimes it's actually better for you to be a free agent and not get drafted in the second round because yeah. you're all in the same boat anyway. I agree. You still got to make the team. Um, so I get that. And I I think there were even – like John Brady was talking about, um, you know, he, if he goes and works out and he gets um, – and a team falls in love with him. But now, again, like what are the workouts? Like what – What's the process? Nobody knows yeah. what's going on now.
1: Well, Will Wade was saying uh, that he thinks that the he's heard that the draft may be pushed back to like August
0: September. I mean, I, you're, we're starting to hear all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and all actually, kinds of stuff about football. You hearing all kinds of stuff about everything. I'd now. actually
1: rather not even get into all that because I mean, I'm.
0: I, heard, I, I, I know saw, it hurts you, my head. I saw to even Chris Fowler say
1: that the college football season is could potentially start in February.
0: Yeah. Like, well, we had Jacques Doucet on, uh, on the other podcast last night and he was saying the same thing. Like yeah. that there's talks is basically what right. he's saying There's So I'm
1: not gonna, I'm not gonna speculate over speculation.
0: Right you now. Uh, uh, yeah. And I think there's a lot of contingency plans that are getting put out there, but, um, <clears throat> all I do know is that you could potentially end up having all of the sports crammed into three months and it would be the most glorious time of your life. Or it'll suck. Why? Because think about it. I'm going to be at
1: every LSU game this year other than maybe like the Arkansas game. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so if things happen on a Saturday that you want to watch. Yeah.
1: So I'll be at every LSU game. You got a phone I'm going to miss pocket. the Masters. Like I'll be able to see the Sunday uh, stuff. Right. But I'm going to miss the Saturday stuff, which is also really fun. The Kentucky Derby will be on a Saturday. I'll be at a yeah. college football game. Kentucky Derby. I'm yeah. going to miss a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, gonna miss
1: the NBA finals?
0: It's going to be the weirdest fall ever. It really it will. It could be awesome. It could it be. It could awesome. be it could be I mean, if you, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be very if you awesome. You don't but if
1: you don't go to
0: football games, it'll be awesome. I think what they need to start thinking about is like Kentucky Derby for instance or um, not the Masters really, but move some of these things to like a Friday night. Right. Um, oh, that would be, be cool. Like I mean, talk about the ratings. You yeah. would get on something like that if you're the only thing on.
1: It, it it is also going to be cool. Some of these sporting and don't events, go like head up against just, the like just how historic it. a lot of them
0: are going to be. Well, think about it too if you play the Masters in November, um, the Saturday will be a football Saturday. The Sunday will be on NFL Sunday. Yeah, I, I on CBS. NFL. So what happens to the CBS oh, NFL shit. games? I mean, oh man, my head just blew I up. didn't
1: think about that. Yeah. Also, the Masters in November is going to be really cool. I think so too
0: with the fall I got my Masters hat the, on right now I'm oh like yeah. uh, yesterday should have been um, Sunday at the Masters I'm very very down about it um,
1: Masters being pushed back isn't the worst thing in the world if you're a big Tiger Woods fan which I am because mm-hmm. he's uh, he's not very healthy right now so this gives him a little extra time yeah few, but is back going to be
0: limber in November limber in it November be, That's it, a t-shirt we're going to put that on there <laughs> Um,
1: it can't be worse than it is now.
0: So, Trenton Watford um, declaring, I guess, I guess that gives you our two cents on that. I just, I, if he's testing the waters, that's great. If he's if he's really serious about this, I think it's going to be a brutal decision for him. Um, and I mean, I just hate seeing these kids go, not get drafted, and they're ended up in the in the D League, and they spend their career there. Uh, or they get like a couple of like 10-day contracts and then they can never hit get on and it's all because you left you left early like yeah. I just hate seeing that for some guys so hopefully um that works out for him um I think like I said I think he's a good player uh, for him but I think he's just young and he needs to uh, defensively he's just terrible um Yeah
1: for sure awful. absolutely
0: doesn't 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 understand the uh role that he has on defense Sometimes um, it just looked like effort too Sometimes it's effort, and I think that's a lot about being young. And yeah. like he's used to just giving, give me the ball and let me score in high school. Or um, well, in
1: high school you don't really have to try on defense when you're that big and that athletic. Right. You can just, I mean, somebody drives in on the pan on
0: you, you're swatting that shit. That's right. So yeah, I think he's got a lot to um, grow um, into a little bit in that regard. But um, yeah, hopefully he comes back, and I think they'll, I think they would be pretty set, and and. You know, usually when these guys start declaring, it's like a boom, 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 a trickle down. So, are we going to yeah, start seeing some other guys putting their putting their stuff out I'm there? I'm surprised
1: we haven't seen. Well, I'm, I'm so very, here's the thing,
0: uh, Javante. I thought
1: Emmett would have announced by now.
0: Didn't he already put out that he? Um, did I miss that? No, no, no. Like, he's already tested the waters, right? Emmett. Emmett's, Emmett. um He did that last year, right? Emmett Williams did that last year, if I'm not mistaken think Javante smarts I think already all, done it. I think they all did it last okay, year. okay so in Darius days did he did he do that too I think so yeah so it my understanding is you can only do this one time so and the next time you're gonna have to Jack is furiously googling let, this let, right
1: now we we've been saying we've that been we've, dancing around this. we've issue. been saying we think this is the rule let's just fucking. I, I have no time
0: for this like <laughs> just figure it out guys
1: I accidentally typed googling because I was saying googling
0: <laughs> So, um another topic that we wanted to cover today as Jack still Googles that is um some SEC football predictions right. that came out. And I think there was some uh, over under win totals that uh popped up for this year too. So so a couple of things that we wanted to talk about. And um Jack, you had some thoughts on uh was it so was it predictions or was it just over under win totals?
1: It was um so Caesars released their uh Season win totals. Um, I'll go through the uh, the, west the West first. Yeah. I only care about the so west, really. So, Alabama was uh, at ten and a half.
0: This Tex- is total wins. I'm going
1: right? to I'm going to go top to bottom uh-huh. in order. Texas a is at nine and a half, uh, nine and a half. LSU's Wait, at nine. Over
0: under nine and a half wins for A&M. Yes. Okay. LSU's I'll talk right about that. Is right below
1: good? them at nine, which I'm okay. sure is, has a few people hot. Uh, Auburn's at eight and a half. Mississippi State's at six and a half. Ole Miss at five and a half. Mm-hmm. And Arkansas at three and a half.
0: <sighs> okay, so... <And> go. <laughs> <laughs> Over under nine and a half wins for A&M.
1: So, let me... I, I have I have actually some, some thoughts on this. Okay. So, last year they went seven and five, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to replace at Clemson with Colorado at home. That's, okay. their, that's their big non-con opponent, and okay. it's at home, and it's Colorado. And Colorado's going to be terrible this year, like really bad. They were already bad last year. They're going to be even worse okay. because they're losing everybody and their coach. They're replacing their SEC East cross opponent. Uh, last year was at Georgia. This year it's Vanderbilt at home. Okay. They had a close game last year uh, against Auburn, and that's where you get that half half game. So I th- actually think nine and a half is probably where I would put them.
0: I have honestly. no faith in Jimbo Fisher or Kellen Mond <laughs> to win 10 games. None at all. Zero. Now, is this regular season? We're this not is, counting. Yeah, a bowl, this is regular right? season. Okay. So regular season. zero, none. Um, put, yeah, go it, ahead. It, 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 it is it, tough it, for me to all see. All of this. my listeners right now, go ahead and uh, cash out a thousand dollars. Go ahead and put it on this under this nine and a half A&M right now uh, for crying out loud. This is insane.
1: You're not going to hear me say that because if you look at their schedule,
0: their last two games are
1: Alabama, at Alabama and at home against LSU. Those are two, two games that I would consider losses. Mm-hmm. Every game up until then, they play at Auburn. Which I'm not going to mark that down as a loss.
0: They're playing at Auburn? At Auburn. They're going to lose.
1: Okay. I, I wouldn't mark that down as a loss, personally. But... That's so their first ten games I would consider all winnable. Nine of them I would consider should wins. So, so they got Van, they, Vandy, they
0: do, Vandy, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Those are three wins. Yep. Um, you're they're, saying Colorado um, and then South Carolina. South Carolina. <laughs> I mean,
1: they haven't at home this year.
0: Okay. I, South
1: Carolina sucks. I mean, I have no faith in Will Muschamp. I, have, I love Will Muschamp, but I have I could no see faith that being
0: it. like a, a twenty to seventeen game. Although I do like Helensky.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could. I mean, I could see it being a close game, but I also th- at the same time think it's a game A and M should
0: win. So yeah, I I, <laughs> I have no faith in Jimbo Fisher right now. Um, I don't like Kellen Mond at all. Um, so
1: you couldn't see you couldn't see um, that Auburn game maybe being a toss up. You couldn't see that.
0: I think the quarterback at Auburn is going to get better and better, and I think he's going to be better than Kellen Mond, possibly even next year.
1: I also don't have no clue. And I think what, defensively, uh,
0: they're they're better, uh, and they can shut a team like A uh, and M down.
1: What is Auburn's defensive line going to look like, though?
0: I, I I'm just going off of what I've seen in the last couple of years. They're just I know you're losing Derrick Brown, and are they losing the big big cat? No, they're, Ryan, they're not losing
1: big cat, but they're losing Marlon Davidson, who's also a first rounder. Right.
0: Um, I don't know. I just I think Kevin Steele's got a good thing going on over there. Kevin Steele is a great defense. Um, coordinator. I think they match up really well on, with certain teams. Um, and And M is one where I I just don't see anything out of them that makes me think that they're going to do anything special. Um, seven and five is about where I would have saw them last year. I'd, Eight to nine wins is like. To me, nine wins would be good for them. A Ten, I, win I think season, a nine-win season this year would so 10 is and two. what they should do. They're trying to say ten and two
1: because I would, I would put that Auburn game as a game they should lose. Like Auburn should win that game, although I think it's maybe a so. That's the toss-up game,
0: 40 forty-ish. They think for they're going to lose to LSU and Alabama, right. and they'll beat Auburn at Auburn, at Auburn yeah. Oh, pff, give me, come on. It's also at Alabama too. They're not winning that. Well, no, they're not winning. They're not winning Alabama or LSU, in my opinion. Um, so LSU okay. is at nine wins. Is that right? That is correct.
1: Although before before we get off of a And do want to throw this cool hypothetical out. So a And M's first ten games of the season, if you include the Auburn game, let's say they win the Auburn game mm-hmm. and they win the rest of their should win games, they're ten and zero. In their last two weeks, are at Alabama and hosting LSU. I mean, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, just but
0: I get it. It would be cool. Yeah, and they'll get and, waxed. Like it, I mean, talk about going from one year where you're playing like all these tough teams, and then the next year you're like you're ten and zero because you didn't play anybody. It sounds like that's kind of what's happening. It's like maybe well, the sure. scheduling is sure. It it's eased a, it's up a big time. The,
1: the reason for a And M's. Uh, win total is because they have an easy schedule. It's not something like that we should get all like, oh, they think we're, that a and M's better than LSU. No. A&M has so many more winnable games than LSU. Oh and that's God. not to say that LSU doesn't have winnable games on their schedule. It's just we have tougher opponents this year. We play – our cross division is uh, Florida and South Carolina. Theirs is South Carolina and Vanderbilt. We play Texas out of conference. They play Colorado. Right it's just it's apples
0: or oranges. so over under nine wins for lsu
1: i think that's too low personally
0: i agree i think uh, i mean i think nine and three would be our baseline this year in my opinion yeah. i think we're 10 wins the, um my notes under and it could be better of course but we just i think we've got to wait and see what my uh, notes
1: under lsu nine wins is this cannot go under
0: no, I, I, eight and four doesn't seem eight and four is a, a, to me, a big time disappointment with the huge. team that you got. Um, nine wins to me is like your baseline. Yeah. And then 10 wins and up is kind of where you're looking at. Um, and that would be kind of waiting to see how, how good does Brennan look, you know? Um, is he, you know, is he going to be 4,000 yard quarterback? I think that's the question. Like, and if he is, then, yeah, uh, 10 and then, up.
1: Yeah, I, 11 and up for me if he's a 4,000-yard quarterback.
0: Yeah, I mean, so uh, Alabama will always be the tough game. Um, yeah. People you know, people I, try to uh, overthink it.
1: it. And they'll say, like, oh, but we're at Florida this year and we have Bam at home and Florida's looking like they're going to be better. No, is the tougher game. They're always going to be the tougher game until Nick Saban is dead.
0: I I agree with that. So uh, yeah, it would be Alabama and Florida. That would be your two games, right? Yeah. Um, and then,
1: so you finish the season. Your last two games of the season are at Auburn, at A and M, which is
0: pretty brutal. I yeah, but say. I think we to positive. finish
1: the season with two road games against probably at the time. I don't they'll see us losing the. To, I don't see
0: us losing the A and M for another five years. I I see. You think a, we'll just be two? I see a dominant coming and it's going to be like the old Mississippi state days where we, we won like I agree with that. We won like, you know, 14 in a row against Mm -hmm. Mississippi state because that's what we're supposed to do. I could see us just putting our thumb on A&M for a good while. Yeah. Um,
1: I could. Yeah. I actually agree with that.
0: um, I don't see them outscoring us for by any means. Yeah. They did a couple of years ago, but that was a different offense. And I think we're a little too much. We have a little too much pissed off. We
1: also have more talent than them. Oh, absolutely! Like just way more. We did two They're, years
0: ago too, but yeah, it's true. Um,
1: but we weren't running the right system.
0: No, we weren't, and um, and I mean
1: Jimbo's a good offensive coach. So, I mean, he's not a great offensive coach, I don't think that, but he's a good offensive coach, and we weren't running a good scheme
0: in 2018, and we had injuries, so and it took every single freaking miracle yeah. in the world for them to and even plus get seven to, overtimes. I know, so yeah. ugh. I see um more beatdowns in the future for yeah. them. Uh um, fifty
1: to sevens. That's what we're looking for.
0: Auburn at. is gonna be a uh, to me it'll always be a tough tougher game, but like if I just felt like the Auburn game this past year the score was tighter than what the game really was. And it was the to me the the hardest game for us to kind of get over the hump a little bit. Yeah. In that game, and it's like you had so many close, so many missed opportunities in the game that yeah. you know if you if you take advantage of a few things, the game kind of starts getting out of hand a little right. bit. Well,
1: you had a bunch of red zone trips that you didn't capitalize on, yeah. which is so uncharacteristic. It from was, what we it were was last just, year. You know, like that game, You we were due for one game. You know, we could have won that game by thirty right. if if we don't make dumb mistakes that we we didn't make that entire season.
0: Right, and I, I just again, if if Brennan is a four thousand yard passer. Uh, 35 touchdowns, which I'm telling, I mean, I keep saying these stats, and I'm like, I have to pinch myself that I'm even saying these things, but that's not like out of the question in this right. kind of offense. It's just not. Right. Um, this is this is going to be the norm. Right. Um, I mean, you just had a 6,000 yard passer with 60 touchdowns. I'm not <laughs> talking about. I'm talking about like two 60 percent of that production. Yeah. Uh, if you give me that, then we're gonna win 10 or up. Right, um,
1: I, the one thing about that Auburn game that does make me nervous is that we're playing them at their place in November, and I've watched Georgia and Alabama go there for the past three or four years, and like Auburn just plays tough in November at home.
0: Now, you know? it, here's here's another thing I'll throw at you: um, if we get to eleven wins, say we're eleven and one, I could easily easily see that being we lost to Florida and we beat Alabama at home. I could see it. Um, I am not like thinking that Alabama is going to be some like monster team this year. I, har- I
1: have I'm hard. It's hard for me to see that too.
0: Uh, Mac Jones is not Tua. No. Um, I, I I think
1: Mac Jones is the modern day like RPO system. Greg McElroy. Mm-hmm. That's how I see him. Maybe slightly better than Greg McElroy.
0: I mean, they're still gonna have good receivers. You got Devonte Smith, and you got um, Waddle waddle yeah so that's i heard
1: someone on the radio saying the other day that they think waddle is going to be the best of those four receivers which i
0: i mean come on he's good (laughs) he is good but i mean that's a tough statement to make it's a it's that would be what we would call a stretch okay (laughs) for you for you twitter guys (laughs) that would be what we would call a stretch um
1: it was it was bold for sure but i mean to even be in that conversation is pretty impressive
0: Oh, it, I agree, and I think I. remember remember. And him. for me
1: to not have flinched when I heard that, I'll um, never
0: forget the, his freshman year when they came to Baton Rouge, and oh yeah. Tua was pressured and like threw a ball. It looked like he was throwing it out of the, out yeah. of the bounds. And he made and that. And toe he makes the catch right, right on the, right yeah. on the yeah right on the – He gets up after yeah. he makes the catch and he gets in. Uh, I think it was Fulton's face gets at Fulton's face and he just kind of like gives him the whole shoulder yeah. uh thing like yeah, there was, bro, there bro, bro so, I'm here there were like, so many woo. plays in
1: that game where I was it was just so deflating
0: that guy I, was, yeah they they were uh they were a squad that year
1: the you remember the throw that Tua made to Henry Ruggs on the slant and he threw it way over his head and Henry Muggs, Ruggs makes the ridiculous one-hand you catch know, they, those guys were catching I was like the ball. that's not fair he missed the throw
0: I know and we and we were like why can't our guys catch like that that was two years ago. Uh-huh. Well, it's last year... we weren't year, throwing as much. Last year, they our they guys made caught those it fucking like that. Throws, Yeah, yeah. I mean catches. So, man, I, yeah. So I I could see us beating um, Bama and then, um, maybe losing to Florida. But I it's could like see
1: a, I could see us beating Florida, beating Bama, going on the road of losing to losing
0: Auburn. I can't see that one. You can't. No, not I mean if you it's beat those kind of Teams. I, I think just, about. I don't see Auburn having the offensive power about, to Think about uh,
1: Alabama 20, what was that 2017? They had Jalen Hurts. They're 11-0 going to Auburn. They lose that game.
0: Yeah, but that's Alabama-Auburn. I mean, it's it's a different that's game. True. That's um, true. I don't see well, us. Think about,
1: think about Georgia then. They're some like 10, 9-0. Well, right, so it gets they go to, to Auburn to, and get smoked.
0: Well, it gets back to 2019, okay? So, the whole year – you just had to change your mindset about LSU football. You had mm-hmm. to say, okay, if we score 30 points, it's going to be really hard for the other team to keep up with us. And if we just keep scoring touchdowns, then it won't matter. Um, and the only game that was really a big question was um, was the Auburn game because we weren't scoring the points that we were used to scoring and we were leaving them in the game. Right. Um, I just think that if we are consistent and we're scoring – if we score 30 points against Auburn, they're not going to beat us.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: I mean, they're not scoring. Yeah. more than 24. I
1: just, I feel like we're going to have a lot of speed on defense too, and that's not going to go well for Bo Nix.
0: I agree. I, I I think. Um. I mean, I'm just. I, I have some so many good thoughts about Bo Pelini and what he can do. Yeah. Um. Blitz packages, things like that. Um, just like it. I was thinking about this the other day.
1: It made no sense to switch to a 3-4 with the way that offenses are going right now. Because we had the right system. We had the 4-3 where, like, running quarterbacks are just screwed when they play us. Mm-hmm. Like, Johnny Manziel couldn't do shit when, at both times that he played us. Right. He couldn't do anything. And that was the modern offense. Like, that's what that's what our specialty was on defense, was stopping those type of players at quarterback. Yeah, It just made no sense for me to switch away from that. I mean, not to say that what our defense is haven't been good since then, they have.
0: Well, and I still want to see some multiple looks. I still think you got defensive linemen that are set for a three-four. I think you got some big time nose guards that that could, you know, play like that one technique kind of thing. And um you know, I, I I'd like to see a little bit of both uh sometimes, but I like I like everything being multiple. Um but when it comes to our offense Still, keep doing what you were doing last year. There is no changing up yeah, anything. Absolutely. And if you do this, then you're going to be able to outscore teams like Auburn. You're definitely going to be able to outscore a And have no confidence in that team at all. I, that we're still scoring points on them from last year. Yep. Um I mean, that was the beatdown of all beatdowns, and I think it's going to demoralize that team going forward. Like a And M. You think I, so? Oh, I think it's. I think. They're not gonna want it. it. Like I said, it's gonna be like the old Mississippi State days where we just beat down Mississippi State every year until I'm, Dak press uh, I'm in for that game. I'm in for that. Um, yeah, that, that, Jesus, that Dak So what what game. happened um, with the with the East? Let's go over that one real fast. Sure.
1: Um, so Florida's at ten wins. Georgia's at ten wins. Mm. Tennessee's at seven and a half. Kentucky's at seven. South Carolina's at five and a half, Missouri's at five, and Vanderbilt's at three.
0: Okay, so you really got – yeah, so Florida and Georgia, both the same, same um, win total.
1: SC East is just waiting for someone to maybe creep into that. I maybe mean, you're not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, not gonna it's happen. not going to – You're team, not going to get it from Tennessee the only for team, The only team capable of doing it is Tennessee, Ugh, and their garbage. coach is Jeremy Pruitt. They're so.
0: hot garbage. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> The only the only thing I did write down Tennessee did finish the season fairly well. They didn't play anybody, but they 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 actually they technically have the it, second longest winning, winning active winning streak in college football currently, uh, which is worth nothing. But
0: it's, to me, it's about who their quarterback's going to be. If it's Jared Gu- Guarantano, I think this is how you pronounce it. Guarantano. Guarantano. Um, bet on the other team if yeah. he's the quarterback. I don't like him. Uh bet on the other team. I, I don't like care the, who they're playing.
1: I like the uh the other guy though. Uh Maurer. Maurer.
0: I Maurer yes. Uh, I like him. Younger, he was a freshman last year, yeah, right? Yeah, I liked him too. He, Number 18. Yeah, that uh, that word that we like, moxie. He had some
1: moxie. He did. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: the team looked like they wanted to play for him. They did not want to play for Guarantano. Um, he just
1: makes mistakes, dumb mistakes. And he's yeah. a senior. It's and like, Pru- you shouldn't be making those Pruits mistakes. Pruitt's all over
0: that kid. Like, every time he came to the sidelines, he was, I mean, just chewing him out. Uh, mm-hmm. He had a lot of talent. I remember him coming out of high school. He was a big-time recruit, but... Um,
1: the weird thing though kid,
0: is he's, that he's like a a littler Felipe Franks.
1: But the weird thing though is that Tennessee started their win streak when Mara got hurt and Garantano took over, which is strange. And yeah, I don't, he, he actually Garantano he threw for like almost 500 yards against Missouri or something like that. Yeah, he's that.
0: very talented. Um, yeah, I mean if that he's shown flashes. I'm assuming that's the kid that's gonna gonna start for them. Um, I would I just imagine have he's, no confidence he's going into in him his at all. like.
1: I think he's a fifth year senior.
0: Okay. So I there's no way they're either one of them are gonna um I mean he, he's he's not gonna get them to Georgia and Florida no. and get no. a win. No. Um anyway. Uh I thought that was going be interested to talk about a little bit. Um, so
1: well, hold on. Ahead. So Florida and Georgia are both at ten wins. What do you right. think about
0: that? yeah. I mean, that they're gonna beat the hell out, out of they're gonna beat the hell out of all the um, the SEC East teams. Yeah, uh, Florida's got LSU, um, and who's their other uh, probably Arkansas? I think if I'm not mistaken. I yeah, think you, they might, have, you might be right. Um, Georgia's got Auburn.
1: Georgia's got Auburn, and uh, I don't know who their cross is.
0: Um, well, Auburn.
1: Well, yeah, well, other Auburn is, and who? Um, I don't know, I yeah, don't know I'm not who the sure other one either.
0: is. Oh, Alabama. They play Alabama this year. At Alabama. Okay. Week
1: three. We haven't talked about Alabama, by the way. Uh, actually, I guess we did a little bit. but
0: So, Georgia, so Georgia,
1: Georgia Georgia, at 10. That's another one where I wrote down, just like I wrote down for LSU. You I was think like, under? That can't go under.
0: You can't go under 10?
1: No, they're not going to go 9 and 3. Their defense is way too good to go 9 and 3 in the
0: SEC East. Who's your quarterback? Jamie Newman. Oh, that's right. They got the transfer from uh, He's Wake good. Forest, huh? He's good.
1: <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people say he went to Wake Forest. He played in the ACC. I watched I, him play a few
0: times. He's good. You know, who that? who you just have to see what their offense is going to look like. Cause that, I know they're changing everything. Uh, they're trying to go more like.
1: They may handcuff him, and he may just do exactly what Jake Crown did.
0: I mean, I like some of those receivers for Georgia. Yeah. I love uh, Pickens. Boy, that guy yeah. can play.
1: I was so happy when I heard he wasn't playing first half. Of oh our my game. gosh.
0: <laughs> He's a player. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I think if they have any kind of offense, um, yeah, I guess that could be 10 or more. Um, I mean, I, I don't see them beating Alabama. If, if but, they're uh, over underlined, Florida.
1: If their over underline was 10 and a half, I would go over. I don't see them going 10 and two. I, I see them at 11 and one every year.
0: Yeah. So Florida got Trask again. Yeah, Trask um, back.
1: Yeah. Um, they lost both their uh, those elite uh, pass rushers with Grenard right. and Zanika. Right. So that's tough. Although they were both hurt a
0: lot last yeah, year. It seems so like Florida's already got these guys waiting in the wings yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's true. Big time pass rushers. They, but
1: neither, neither of them really played that much last year. So it's actually not as big of a blow as people would think. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously have the Georgia game for them.
0: Uh, I think that would be very interesting for Miles Brennan because that'll be uh, closer to the b- beginning of the year, more for the SEC, right?
1: Yeah, that's our second SEC game. I Okay, think, so to Miss, right? It's kind of um, like your SEC tune-up game, right?
0: I think so. Brennan going to Florida, that'll be the game. That's the game. That's going to be the game where we're all going to have our eyeballs on that one and say, okay. What you got, Brennan? Because you're about to get a big-time pass rush coming at you. Right.
1: I think um, it's actually great for Miles Brennan that he's going to get to play Texas at home.
0: Oh, you agreed. Know? Yeah. Because
1: it's like that's going to be a huge game, but he's also going to be able to throw for 450 yards or something. You would think, um, or maybe 400. Maybe maybe, maybe he's not going to put Joe Burrow numbers up, but maybe not.
0: I yeah, I think you can have a solid game and be comfortable at home, and then um, that'll okay. be the big test.
1: Right. Yeah. That yeah that the swamp's going to be. Loud. That's going to be a tough one. It'll be loud.
0: You'll have a pass rush like you probably hadn't seen yet. Yeah, yeah, I think that'll be. That's going to
1: be the first big test, speaking of pass rush, for our O line.
0: Yeah. I agree. Which I'm nervous about. (sighs) I'm not.
1: On the left side.
0: I I think that. And the right side. I think it's a little different (laughs) offense than what we're still used to yet. I think, like, when it comes to pass rush, you have backs coming out of the backfield. You have hot routes with tight ends. That's how you eliminate that pass rush. And you didn't see a whole lot of that. Like last year, I think we had some some issues against uh, Texas a little bit. Um, with what? With pass protection? Pass protection. Yeah. I, they got to Burrow a few times. Um,
1: yeah. Orlando fucking sent the house every other play.
0: He did. And it left wide receivers man-to-man. Yeah. And you burned them. Yeah. Um, so I think – Making good decisions, stuff like that. I think that's where he's gonna be good at. Um so anyway, I thought that would be good to talk about um yeah. Some SEC odds and predictions, stuff like that. I think you were talking you were looking at some uh, Heisman stuff too, right? Yeah, I Heisman got um odds.
1: someone asked uh my friend Landon uh shout out asked me if we could talk about Heisman a little shout bit. Shout out Landon. Yeah. Landon O'Connor, uh Catholic High quarterback.
0: Okay, so I'm about what, twenty five years, thirty years older than him?
1: That's about right, yeah. Okay. He's about seventeen. Okay, so. good. Shout out Landon. Uh, yeah. Um yeah, so uh let's let's see. Are, are there any LSU guys? Well Brennan. Brennan. Right. That's uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean unless uh Jamar unless Chase goes nuts. Unless unless I, mean, I don't Stingley see. decides he's gonna start returning punts for touchdowns. Or, or play on of, offense. Or if any of his wide receiver uh rumors are true. I, Which think, I don't think they are. I thought the I truth would have been like after
0: like, well, I thought it would be maybe next year. It was kind of what I was thinking was like.
1: Do you do you think he should play receiver?
0: I don't really. I don't care. want him to. I don't really look at those dudes we got at. Wide I think if he's better than our wide receivers, yes, but like, like is he um, going to be
1: better than Keishon Butte?
0: Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe he's got good like, ball
1: skills. Yeah, I mean, sure, Stingley's a stud, but like, is he going to? Is it? Is he going to be good enough? That it's going to be worth, like, stretching him out that much
0: and making him play both sides of the ball, playing sixty minutes a game. Uh, Charles Woodson did a great job for Michigan, so if he's a Charles Woodson, yes, I want him to have the ball in his hands. That's good. Um, but you, you, we don't know. We've, I mean, I've seen him run the ball in high school, mm-hmm. um, and he's ridiculous. But yeah, um, that's all I really know. So they may know more in practice that I've, I've never seen. But um, okay, so
1: maybe it's just Brennan.
0: Yeah, I think it was just Brennan for I, LSU. Um, who who are some of the other big names this year? The two
1: obvious ones are Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Right. Uh, I would say whoever ends up starting for Alabama at quarterback. I mean, uh,
0: really? What about Najee uh, Harris? See
1: the Mack deal Jones, with Najee Harris?
0: No, no, no way. Mac Jones is better but, Heisman I odds mean, than Najee he's Harris. He's got stud huh?
1: receivers. They have a great offense. He's gonna throw. It's similar to Miles Brennan. He's gonna throw. For I think they need to lean on Harris. Thirty-five hundred, four thousand yards.
0: Uh, to me, Alabama needs to lean on this guy. He's a beast.
1: Yeah, but you also got to remember that they're gonna add. That you forget Trey Sand. Uh, Trey Sanders, is that his name. Oh uh, yeah, the running back. Yeah. Yeah, he was the he, number he one was, running back coming hurt, out of high school. He was hurt at the beginning. He was of the hurt year. last year. Right. So now he's gonna come back in. Maybe he uh, knocks into the carries just a touch. Yeah. They had another running back hurt too. I couldn't I I can't remember who he was, but the, I mean they're gonna they're gonna add more running backs this year. Hmm. So I don't know. And Najee Harris should be a Heisman contender.
0: So if you're just telling me this first list, to me I, I'm not as big on uh Trevor Lawrence, even though he's gonna play nobodies, um and they'll probably be undefeated again going to the playoffs.
1: Speaking of Clemson, Travis ATN too.
0: Yeah, tra- okay, Travis Etienne. To me... if it, He's a more serious Heisman contender, I, mean, I think. what, 1,800 yards, 2,000 maybe? Yeah. Um, I think that'll probably get him to the right. to New York. Um, Justin Fields, to me... I think Justin Fields is, is, the, is hi- the guy. If
1: I had to put money on somebody... It would that be would him. be the guy.
0: Right. right. What were his odds? I don't know the let's, odds, let's, let's put a grand on him right now. Here, you want let's, me a Venmo let's a pull
1: up Heisman odds. Let's see. <laughs> Heisman odds. Bang.
0: Yeah, I... Um, I'm itching to make a bet, Jack. I'm just telling you. I'll bet on anything <laughs> right now. Uh, Have you, uh, I was watching you, some virtual... Uh, you follow
1: uh, Big Cat Brian on Twitter, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, you seen his uh the Cat Cave Derbies?
0: Yes, I've seen that. They're a hell of a time. Uh, Spiral
1: Ham. Shout out to Spiral Ham. He won his first race Spiral yesterday. Spiral Ham. <laughs> he won his I first also race. Watched, that dumb um, bitch. He won his first race.
0: I watched some... Um, yeah, so Justin Fields is
1: uh, top of the list in Heisman odds. Seven to four. Seven to four, and then uh, Lawrence is nine to two. Third is Spencer Rattler no. at twelve to one. No, that kid's so you got see an attitude. A, it problem. Takes a huge dip. Fourth, oh my God, it's De'Aaron King, no. fourteen to one. No way. There's no way a Miami football player is going to do no. anything well. That's awful. Tied for fifth is Jamie Newman. No. Nope. Travis Etienne.
0: What's Travis Etienne's odds?
1: Him and Jamie Newman are both sixteen to one.
0: Okay, there we're talking. I like those Sam odds.
1: Sam Ellinger's at twenty-five to one, tied nah, for seventh. He'll lose to LSU with Adrian Martinez
0: from Nebraska. No, that's and terrible. And
1: Keaton Slovis from USC, who I actually like.
0: Okay, so here's Matt's odds and, and angles. Sam Powell is also Matt's for Matt's odds seventh. and angles. And Bo Nix put a grand. And Mac Jones put a grand and on Miles Travis Etienne right now. You will thank me later. I want twenty percent. Anybody that does that. Y'all send us the uh, ticket. Okay, how much? I want twenty percent of it. How much did you say? I put a thousand on Travis 18 at sixteen to one.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm not going in on that one. Oh you? yeah, baby. Uh, big boy. We're
0: playing big boy. Uh, big boy sports. Can here. people stop hyping up Nebraska? Just way off. Oh, it's just so dumb. Adrian I,
1: Martinez is tied with Sam Ellinger. He had all that hype at the beginning Phoenix of last Slovish.
0: year too, and I mean Nebraska is just. That, that's gonna take course? a lot of work for them and they need a lot of patience this with was Scott Frost. Recently. They need a lot of patience with Scott Frost to and to get when, that program turned
1: around. They were starting from nothing.
0: They they were. Nothing. And the the yester years of Nebraska, um, it's just a different yeah. it's a different game Who now. Who the
1: hell wants to go to Nebraska right now? Dude. No one.
0: Back in the day, they were just getting guys from Iowa, Nebraska, Oklahoma. Uh, they would go into New Orleans a lot, and they would grab guys out of there. But that was when LSU was down. Um, they've shored that all up. I mean, oh, guys just don't that go time, in there. They were a powerhouse. They were, but they, now they're not even a powerhouse, and they're in Lincoln. But they had a lot of corn fed guys that play offensive line. They would juice those Fun guys intended. up. They had uh, fullbacks like all day long. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had they had something going, but it was a lot of local guys that they were doing that with. Yeah. and that's just a different world now. Like, it's just a different game. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of a different game, um, we have been talking a lot about um, some older LSU games, and we have our segment uh, that we do every week, uh, LSU Rewind is what we call it. Um, And there was a couple of things that came up in this last week that we wanted to talk about. And so this week, we actually have two segments that we're going to bring to you for LSU Rewind. And the first one starts right now. On part one of this week's LSU Rewind, the legend of Cecil Collins.
2: Cecil Collins finally tackled by Ryan Taylor. I am impressed with Cecil Diesel. Let me tell you, there, there's another. Larry Foster is a great wide receiver. Cecil Diesel Collins. Josh Kevin Falk. I would get back here quick. Healthy quick because this guy can play. Jack Marucci, who's the uh, the trader for LSU, uh, had a really good line at practice on Thursday. He said, you know the best thing for, uh, for, for hamstring pulls? Depth. Yeah. Cecil. <laughs> Cecil, uh, cure and, them all. Yeah, depth. And, and he got a guy in Cecil. They pull the guards. Got it right up the middle. 5, 10, wow. 15, He's off and running. Hang on. could go the distance, but the 5, he is tackled at the 1-yard line. It is a 49-yard run. I've seen a lot of good backs, but I'm going to tell you something. Look at Kevin Falk. He's cheering him on. This is a special back, Cecil Collins. He shows you when he runs the football, he keeps low, pad under pad. He gets those legs to churning, and he runs downhill. He had some good blocks, but he ran right through a tackle wow. of number 27, Brad Ware. And you know, Collins breaks it up the middle and he will score. 42 yards. Cecil Collins, it'd be Cecil right and Cecil left. <laughs> wonder how long it's going to take this
0: stadium to be filled with 34 jerseys. Okay, so Cecil Collins, this may be my favorite um, segment we'll ever have. Oh, yeah? Um, yes. This. Uh-huh. All right, so I went to school. Uh, I went to LSU um, in 96. So um, Cecil Collins, this all happened in 1997. Just, he actually came to school in 96, and he sat out. Uh, for grades Mm -hmm. and got eligible in 97. Um, So this was all happening when I was a sophomore and I remember it like it was yesterday. This was like my glory years of football Okay, was Denardo. Um, So I was so interested in talking about Cecil Collins and there's been a lot of talk about, um, (laughs) it was one of our Twitter Twitter battles this week was, um, who was uh, like named some of the best, uh, running performance. back performances yeah. in a game uh, for LSU. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, one of the ones that keeps coming up is Cecil Collins against yeah. Auburn. Right. Um, there was, I know you got some notes on this too, and I want to hear what you have to say on Cecil Collins, but I just have to emphasize to people that don't know about Cecil Collins or don't know enough about him. Um, this stretch of football in 1997 was one of the most exciting that I can remember, um, even though we didn't win, like we lost the Auburn game. And uh, people, a lot of people probably don't remember that, but we actually lost the game. Oh, we um, lost the game. Yeah, we lost the game.
1: So I was only actually able to watch a highlight of Cecil Collins. I just assumed we won. Cecil Collins
0: ran wild. We ended up losing to Damian Craig, uh, oh, the quarterback geez. for Auburn. Bringing I mean, it all the way back. What an asshole. I know this guy. Um, Jimbo Fisher was the quarterback's coach for Auburn. Yep. So, um, it, people don't understand that Cecil Collins was about to take Kevin Falk's position. Um, I don't think people quite understand that that's the level that we were talking here. Um, what 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 are you? What are some of your thoughts that you had? here? Guys, if
1: you didn't go, if you haven't gone and watched, there's a ten minute uh, video on YouTube of Cecil Collins, and it only shows his Mississippi State game, right, and his Auburn game. Which so is, the, which the is, first
0: game was UTEP that year, and he okay. he was suspended. So okay. that was his first game. He was actually eligible, and he suspended. <laughs> um, so it tells you a little bit about who we're talking that's about. That's
1: my first note. It's just one word: idiot. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I got.
0: Uh, it's just. You start thinking about, like, a, if if the situations would have been better. So, my here's my thoughts. All right, so he gets suspended first 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 game, um, plays Mississippi State. Rondell Mealy actually starts the game. Rondell Mealy is another guy we can talk about. Like, he a very good player. I know that name, um, actually. So, he starts the game. He ends up fumbling. Eventually, Cecil Collins gets in the game, and he never comes out. He's just in the game for yeah. the rest of the – probably about the last three quarters. And rushes for like well, I think it was 178 yards, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, f- go into the Auburn game the next week. Right. Um, runs wild. It's <sighs> the most. Uh, you have to go watch it. It's you the really most. Do if you um, haven't seen it,
1: you have to go watch and it. And I posted some of those clips
0: on this. Um, and I, I really wanted you to hear the crowd noise because the stadium was just electric. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, we were we were watching something that we didn't know existed yet. And Cecil Collins was making us like go, oh, this (laughs) we have a guy that's actually better than Kevin Falk on our roster right now. That's which is unbelievable because Kevin Falk was so good. Um, so you go into the next game, and the next game was Akron, he ends up rushing for another 170 something yards. Okay, Kevin Falk comes back. Kevin Falk (laughs) actually is on the he's actually has some carries. He has some punt returns in that game, and that was kind of like the get-fresh game. Go into Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's the game after that. Kevin uh, – sorry, Cecil Collins breaks his leg okay. uh, against Vanderbilt. We we beat Vanderbilt 7-6. to six. We squeaked out a game against Vanderbilt. Oh Kevin Falk comes back in that game, rushes for like 100-and-something yards, um, and is back. Kevin Falk is healthy again. Okay. If Cecil Collins and then oh so go the next week we beat Florida we beat number one Florida I was about to ask so yeah same so we, we lose to Vanderbilt we beat number one Florida and that was with Kevin Falk and you know right. the rest is history if Shit. Cecil Collins doesn't break his leg against Vanderbilt what happens and that's always been my question second is, best
1: running back in LSU history
0: I mean the guy was just a, a different like Mike Godfrey uh. said in that clip he was just this is a different guy. This is just a different running back. And you, I don't he, even know he ran, how to describe he, it. He's he was so fast. He was fast. He was a bowling ball. Physical, yeah. Um, he could spin off of you. Um, I just...
1: It, 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 if I had to try to make some sort of comparison, I couldn't use just one player to do it. It would be like if Stephen Ridley had uh, Darius Geiss's speed or something like that. Hmm. Maybe even more. I was maybe even to think faster of, than
0: Darius. Guys, I was trying to think of a comparison um, for somebody that's out there now, and I don't. For some reason, I kept coming up with like Todd Gurley a little bit, even though he wasn't as quite as he wasn't as tall as Todd Gurley, but He's like a little quicker than Gurley too. I think he is too. Um, he was just more compact. Yeah, um, he was a pro running back in my opinion. And he ends up going to the pros. He plays for the Dolphins. Um, he, he does well, but gets in all kinds of trouble, and mm-hmm. he has his own problems. I mean, Cecil Collins is just Google Cecil Collins for crying out loud, and you'll know all of his history. Mm-hmm. But first
1: thing that comes up is a uh, mugshot,
0: yes, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's out, he went to prison for a long time, he's out of prison, and um, he got invited back to the team. And yeah, I heard he's actually doing better
1: now. So I think
0: he has like a trucking company, if I'm not mistaken. If I heard him on the radio before doing that, um, so. But I really wanted to talk about this guy. Um, I know there's a lot of people on Facebook that – we're in a little uh, Facebook thread together, and a lot of guys wanted to hear about Cecil Collins. Um, This is just a part of LSU history that um, it's like only four games. It's only four games. And this guy can be considered as one of the top running backs that we ever had. And I think that says something just by itself. God,
1: I mean, I'm like – it's almost I'm speechless after watching some of those videos It's like I don't even know how to
0: describe it The Auburn game was just so cool it, it was a great game first of all, and we ended up losing the game but um
1: it actually it reminded me a lot of Leonard fournette's game against Auburn in
0: 2015. Yeah, I can see uh, that where he just kind of like takes over the game. Or Um, Leonard Fournette's
1: game against Auburn in 20 or against Ole Miss in 2016. Maybe that one. When he set the NFL rushing record. After Les Miles was fired.
0: I don't know, but you might, that might be a stretch, Jack, uh, to think that he was uh, better after Les Miles. I think that's a stretch. Um, But anyway, so Cecil Collins um, against Auburn where he just completely takes over the game. Um, I think. Mike Godfrey was even saying I'm sorry uh, I actually pulled up another YouTube clip Of that game And it's Auburn announcers calling the game Like the Auburn radio guys Um, And those were guys were like I don't know what we're going to do to stop this guy (laughs) I have no idea how we're going to stop him I mean he was running wild And uh, running over guys And Mm -hmm. I think there was one of those guys It was a safety that ends up playing in the NFL And he's like just Demolishing these guys um, he was just a different back, and he was on a different level. And yeah. I just wish he would have been able to continue because I, man, I'm telling you that the crowd was so electric um, that night. Yeah, um, you could just feel it. It was just like, holy cow, what are we watching right. here? Um, it was it, that. It,
1: it felt like everyone, like it felt like everyone watched the Mississippi State game on their TV the week before, yes. and they came the next week for the Cecil Collins show, like. Almost not even like so. In Mississippi like State. A football game, game was also happening. The biggest, run, Cecil the biggest
0: happening. run against Mississippi State. He ends up taking one um, almost to the distance. And that was another thing. He didn't score a touchdown until um, later in the Auburn game. Right. And it was like, man, he kept getting all the way down the one yard line. He wouldn't. He couldn't <laughs> score. Well, against Mississippi State, he 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 runs about. I think it was like a fifty-yard run mm-hmm. with one shoe because they took his oh, shoe yeah, off. Yeah, the one shoe run. He's That's... running down the sidelines. He's he's running past guys he's stiff with one on the shoe
1: dude with one shoe on.
0: Um, and they're like, "Wait, where did he lose his shoe?" And they replay it, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh my gosh, he lost his shoe <laughs> at the very beginning at of the play scrimmage." <laughs> um, so yeah, I this is a different freak of an athlete. Um, and going back to the Leesville days when he came out of high school. Uh, he graduated the same year as I as I did in '95. Leesville? Leesville is in Louisiana.
1: Where, nowhere in Louisiana.
0: Um, just past, uh, like, just south of Alexandria, okay. north of Lafayette. Okay. Um, so Leesville is the Wampus Cats. Uh, they ended up playing in the state championship that year. Uh, they played Salmon. Um I remember it very well. I was there at the, in the Superdome that night. Um, Salmon actually beat us in the first round of the playoffs uh, in 95, and they were, like, number 17 in the country. Salmon oh, wow. was, like, a big, big-time big school out of Slidell. Um, they had tons of guys on that team. Well, Leesville comes in with Cecil Collins. Um, they end up losing the game, but Cecil Collins, I'll never forget it. They kicked off to, to Cecil Collins. He, he re- receives the ball at, like, the two-yard line, runs. He mm-hmm. runs over uh like five guys from Salmon and gets to like the 50 and it's like holy cow like what are we watching (laughs) Cecil Collins ends up I I think he still had like over 200 yards rushing but they ended up losing Salmon was just loaded that year sure but um the stats for Cecil Collins his senior year he had um 3,000 yards rushing 2,000 were in the regular season a thousand were in the playoffs (laughs) He had a thousand rushing yards in the playoffs. I'll never forget That's that.
1: Some Joe Burrow shit right there. It's
0: pretty impressive. So you knew. So you knew there was a guy coming in, and he ended up sitting out that whole year because of grades, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just knew you had this like stud like sitting on the bench, and yeah. finally we got to see it, and it was like so short lived. Yeah. It was. But anyway, I I wanted to talk about him a little bit. Um, I hope you guys. Uh, if you if you guys want to talk any more about Cecil Collins, let me know. Uh, you know where to find us, um, and I'm gonna post this in Facebook as well. So, um, I I just I had I couldn't go any further without talking about him because I think we kept bringing him up, and I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to talk about Cecil yeah, Collins. Sure, um, the '97 team alone, I can talk about that kind of stuff because I mean, I was on the field against Florida, um, you know, grabbed dirt off the off the 50 yard line, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this was my, this was when I was like in school, like, you yeah, know, I know everything there is to know about it. Just like, you know, everything there is to know about 2019. You sure. know? Um, but speaking of, uh, going down on the field, uh, it brings us to our next LSU rewind. All right. Um, and part two starts right now. On part two of this week's LSU Rewind, LSU versus number 11 Tennessee in a 2000 thriller.
2: The LSU Tigers take the field. They added 11,000 seats on the far side at an upper deck, so close to 92,000 strong on hand here tonight to see rival Tennessee come to town. First time the Volunteers have been here since back in the early 90s. Backside pressure, to the 3. <laughs> back in the lineup, gets the hammer. A seed, has gone, team. <laughs> Short drop this time, swings it out and there's Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Now Tennessee's got to come back with a touchdown or this baby is over. Let me show you something here, Mike. Those are not the ends of the stands. They're out of the stands. They are waiting to rush the field. They come out of the student section. Here comes the pressure. Gets his pass away, and it feeling that this celebration is going to go on for many hours into the night. And I would remind you, I'll say the same thing I did the night that they knocked off top 5 ranked Florida down here. If you have a youngster at the ball game, probably you should say the curfew is off for tonight. <laughs> a great win for LSU.
0: Okay, so LSU Tennessee 2000 um I remember this vividly. I was on the field for this game as mm-hmm. well. I uh, rushed the field. What, what were your thoughts on this one, Jackie?
1: So this was on, I think, sun, last Sunday that I was watching this game? You were
0: watching. That's right. You were watching this. and you, Or you, Monday. Or, and then somebody had a question about Robert Royal, and I said Robert Royal, and you were like, who's Robert Royal? Yeah. And I was like, LSU, Tennessee, 2000, Google uh-huh. it. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I had so I had LSU Tennessee two thousand on my uh, YouTube queue, uh-huh. and uh, everyone was watching. They were replaying the LSU Clemson game mm-hmm. on ESPN, and I've watched that game at least twenty times now. So I was like, eh, I don't need to do this again. I don't. Right. Need, and I also don't want to watch commercials. So uh, I flipped on the LSU Tennessee two thousand game, and uh, this was a game I went into it. We were. Two and two coming into the game, and yeah. Tennessee was ranked 11 in the country, mm-hmm. so I expected to lose. Um, and we also had uh, Josh Booty was out, although uh, Rohan Davy came in, and I was like, I know how his career ends up going, right? Uh, yeah, that was we jumped out early. That was fun. That was that crowd was nuts.
0: So okay, and. I'll back it up a little bit because this is obviously Nick Saban's first year. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, a a, a second year junior at LSU at this point. Uh-huh. <laughs> second year. <junior. laughs> um, so I remember this very well. Like uh, the Donardo days, it started off great. And then, um, in 1998, it went downhill quick. Uh, Lou Tepper and the drop linebacker came in, and we can talk about that one day or not talk about it. I don't even um, know what that is. You so. don't need to. Um, it was the downfall of Jerry DiNardo. Um, he was ushered out after 99, and then Nick Saban comes in. Um, we had three quarterbacks at the time. Uh, we had Josh Booty. We had Rohan Davey, mm-hmm. and we had Craig Nall. Um, Craig what? Craig Nall, Nall, no, He ended yeah. up uh, backing up uh, Brett Favre at the Packers huh. for a couple years. He um, had three pretty talented yeah. uh, quarterbacks. Josh Booty obviously was the the big name because he was the number one quarterback in the country coming out of high school above Peyton Manning the year that Peyton Manning came out. Oh, wow. But he went to play Major League Baseball, came back. um came back to LSU after a couple of years of trying to play baseball and was like the forgotten son kind of thing coming home. Um, but Rohan Davey was the guy. And you could yeah. tell. And the reason why They're Rohan concerned. wasn't in there was because he was hurt and they really wanted Rohan to play. Booty had to come in. They end up losing to UAB. This was yeah. the third game of the season. They lost to UAB and they lost to him on a uh, – uh, Josh Booty picked six. Uh, oh, wow. That's really how we lost the game against UAB. So there was a lot of booze in the crowd that night. There's a lot of like um, big time, big time quarterback controversies going on. Mm-hmm. And there was even talks of like the team, maybe even having some um, quarterback controversy within the team. But, um. Really, Rohan Davey, and it, I think he said it perfectly on the clip. What he he won the hearts of everybody. Yeah. Um. There was a there was actually a play in that game where, um, you don't know how good his leg is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get a lot of pressure on him, uh, and he ends up stepping up in the pocket and he runs for about fifteen yards down the field and pulls away from a couple of guys. Yeah. And I'll never forget. I mean, it's like the simplest play. A little scramble runs up the middle. The whole crowd jumps up on their feet uh-huh. and like screaming and yelling because right. they're like, "Oh my gosh, he's healthy!" Mm-hmm. Uh, he was limping around the whole game, yeah, and but then still,
1: he gets up after that play after sprinting his ass off, and then he hobbles back to the right, hobbles uh, back to the huddle. And, and he was
0: always a big guy, but like um, he was
1: clearly very hurt in this game, and he still played really well.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I wanted to talk about this game because it was such, it was such a signature game for LSU. Um, from where we were, like we won uh, three games in, in 99. Um uh, we were just not in a good place. Yeah. We had a lot of talent. Um, we had already, this season, we had already lost to Auburn. Auburn had, uh, Rudy Johnson as a running back and they were just, I mean, Tommy Tuberville just ran over us that night. But, um, then you get upset by UAB. You needed a win like this. And, you know, you think about it now, like LSU rushing the field against, uh, um, just hey, yeah, uh, you. LSU rushing the field against a a, a number eleven team. Um, yeah, it's just hard to it, imagine
1: now. That was that was bizarre for me to see. I, I didn't. I wasn't ready for us to rush the field. So, I was like, this is a this is a good win. Yeah, like a really nice win. It was and just where where we, where we were, like,
0: oh. where we were, and where where we came from. Uh, also, backtrack. Tennessee was two years removed from winning the national championship too. So, they won it in 98. This is 2000. Oh, yeah. They still have dudes on their team. Sure. Um, and, actually, we end up playing them again in the SEC Championship in 2001. Oh, we sure did. So, we actually lost to them at Tennessee, and then we played them again mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Yeah, we and played beat them twice them. in t- 2001. Um, so, this was a very, very good team that we beat. Um, and it was just such a big win. But it it, it also showed, okay, we got talent. We can play. Yeah. Uh, we end up going to the Peach Bowl that year. But – Man, Josh Reed. Man. Going back, going back on these some of these highlights, man. Josh Reed is just, God, he was the man. It was the um, first time I got to see
1: him like play and like I like. Can I mean, you imagine? Watch his
0: highlights, but can you imagine Josh Reed on this team right now? Oh, <laughs> like I, I'm telling you, he and he wins the bullet in the You think you in think he's um, but like man, you think who
1: who, you think he's better than Justin Jefferson?
0: I do. Yeah, I think I did do too. I mean, they're both. I mean, both take could be first round picks. Over him, but Jamar Chase is just complete. Um, you know, Josh Reed didn't have the height. Um, Josh Reed was a running back that came into LSU. Yeah, and, you can tell
1: by the number and, on his jersey.
0: Yeah, by the number on his jersey and some of his. He was just shifty. Um, but so man, we had
1: seeing a twenty-five at wide receiver,
0: he could get into space so so well. And you know, we had Jimbo Fisher at at offensive coordinator um starting in 2000 and he introduced like the bubble screen and that was like his big play where mm-hmm. Rohan would throw it out to 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 Reed. but it, he he was so good in space he could make people miss but he also had such good route running abilities um I don't know he yeah that the guy was, was just,
1: I caught he's so fast too
0: he's fast out of his breaks man this, I mean he was just to me yeah. he was lights out. But then
1: how did his NFL career go?
0: I mean, it was okay. He was solid, but I think first round pick, right? First round pick. Um, you know, I don't think I think he probably played for maybe five or six years. Okay. Not not a whole lot, but he played for the Bills. Um, you know, I think probably size was his detriment in the NFL. Um
1: maybe a little before his time too, in terms of receivers. Yeah,
0: and he's a slot guy in my opinion. Like yeah. Josh Reed was just a slot guy match him up on a linebacker or a safety yeah. like it's night night I mean, it lights out yeah um there I'll never forget when he they played in the sugar bowl in 2001 the route that he put on this uh cornerback from Illinois it's the best thing ever they have a replay of it where it's showing them straight on and he it's like a uh he goes to the out he goes out he goes back in he goes back up again mm-hmm. and it's like the guy's just like I don't know where this guy is yeah. and it's wide open uh, Rohan Davy had such a good connection with him. Um,
1: we beat the hell out of Illinois. B-
0: yeah, well, we were up by a lot, and then Illinois came back and made that's it right. a little closer, but I was at that game too. Um, yeah, I just thought this was such a big win for LSU, and that's. It, I think you can kind of catch that a little bit in the clips where the crowd was just like – the crowd was on edge. It was the first overtime game for LSU ever as well because it was the first right. – yeah, so um, that's something I actually didn't know. Yeah, overtime didn't exist until this year, so uh, yeah. this was the first first game that LSU ever played in overtime, yeah. and they had to actually. And that, on the clip you heard, like they they actually had to explain the overtime rules again. Yeah, it's like okay, we got it now. But uh-huh. they um, still do it. At the they still. Of I know it's so time. annoying. It's been going on mm-hmm. for twenty years. I think we got yeah. it now. Yeah, well, um, LSU fans definitely get now it now. I think somebody had mentioned to us on I uh, I posted this before that I was going to talk about this game and somebody had said um, that they were on the field too and they were like man it was this it was the most like easy to ever get on the field after this after this win yeah that was and, um, that was one of the craziest parts so I mean. Florida game in '97 that was the first game that we got to go on the field and it was nuts it was chaotic I mean you're jumping the fence you had people ripping their jeans on the fence. Um, you know, people are trying to help other people over, but you people are getting trampled as well. Um, there's a story about uh the goalposts getting ripped down and somebody was running walking down the uh like they were basically carrying the goalpost uh down the uh field and uh Jordy Holtberg is doing a um doing a report uh with a camera crew and Somebody says, "Hey, Jordy, watch out!" And Jordy turns around, and the goalpost like hits him square in the chest. Oh, shit. This story. I don't know if I never know if it was true or not, but it sounded great. <laughs> um, but so it was a chaotic scene in '97, yeah. and then in 2000, everybody's down on the field like immediately before yeah, the game, you pretty quick. In. And it's like they were just like, oh, "Come on!" Like, yeah, no, and this... they're surrounding the end zone yep, for the last I, play.
1: Like it's it was one of those games where everyone was on the field to storm the field. Before the game was yeah, over, and So they played the last play with like just surrounded by students. Yeah, and there was, was a so delay.
0: Cool. It was like a delay for the last play too. Like there, I don't remember exactly what happened, but it was you were we were down there for a while. Yeah, there waiting was a, for that play. Uh, there was some sort of weird deli- maybe an there was weird... or something like that. I'm not quite sure, but I think
1: the refs like I think the the play clock didn't start or something. Yeah, like that. so it was weird. like we're sitting there waiting, yeah. man. Yeah, and it's like,
0: can you imagine? Thank God they threw an incomplete pass and scored. Oh, it would have been Kentucky all over again. Yeah, they again. were
1: talking. The announcers were saying, like, they may have to get them uh, back, back into the, the st- yeah, yeah, right.
0: So, I really wanted to talk about this one. I, I It's a, it's almost like a forgotten game in LSU history because of everything that's happened since. I mean, we ended up winning the SEC ter- uh, championship the next year, and then, of course, the national championship in 2003. But people forget how it started. Like, it started with losing the UAB and then beating Tennessee the very right. next week. And it was just like, okay, this – this catapulted us um, and then you started seeing, okay, we got some dudes on this team and it kind of just kept us going. So uh, again, y'all have any other thoughts on that game? We would love to hear them. And also if y'all have any um, requests that you would like us to look at, I would, we're all about it right now. Obviously we need uh, all the fuel we can get for LSU. Sure. Um, I think we were already talking about a couple of things, but um, you know, we're we're willing to make any kind of quick changes (laughs) on our schedule right now. Yeah, we're working on the fly. Yeah, and I think LSU football, uh, this got me going a little bit watching these clips this past week. Uh, I'm ready to tackle some more LSU football again. Yeah, me too. Uh, We did basketball a few weeks weeks in a row, so – it's, just, it's
1: hard for me to talk about basketball or baseball when I know that neither of them are gonna start for
0: a really long time. Yeah in baseball we were talking about maybe some Brandon Larson, maybe some gorilla ball but um, I think we I think we're we just want to watch some LSU football now so yeah, um, yeah so y'all give us some, uh, some suggestions and you can reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Twitter is one team one pod um, and we would definitely love to hear your thoughts. Um, what else have we got? Anything else going on? Uh, there was that we a talk about
1: there was a little, I had hardly even news, but uh, Eric Gilbert, they uh, ESPN does this poll every year with the with the coaches, and the they're tied uh, in, right? Yeah, so they uh, they poll the coaches and they say, Who's the best recruit that you've seen this year? Like, who's the best guy you've scouted? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Eric Gilbert won it this year, and um. So, last year, Derek Stingley won this. So, this is the second
0: year okay. in a row that LSU's won this. Uh, Basically, like a ranking of who the best recruit is yeah. in the coach's mm-hmm. eyes. Is that right? Yeah. So, so what? Co- what we're talking about college coaches vote on this?
1: Uh, yes. Okay. Co- uh, it says exactly. It says uh, college head coaches, position coaches, and personnel directors from Power 5 programs okay. and around the
0: NCAA. Okay.
1: So, that's good.
0: I mean, I... Love to hear it. I mean, I you hear great things. I, it's hard. It's really hard for me to to see a true freshman just coming in, and playing this level. But I mean, from everything I hear, this guy is just <sighs> yeah. a different level. Yeah. Um. You know, other other than him, who else are we going to play tight to end? Then? Is it Jacory um, Washington?
1: Jacory Washington's gone. Uh, okay, Jamal gone. Pettigrew. Jamal
0: Pettigrew. If, put, if he can stay always healthy, always put those two guys. They were like the same guy to me.
1: <laughs> they really are. They,
0: if you stood right next to each other, you wouldn't know who was uh-huh. who is who. They were 88
1: and 80, which look very <laughs> yeah. similar. Uh, JJ's. Uh, Pettigrew's good. He just needs to stay healthy. It's very similar to Thad Moss. Uh, he yeah. just needs to stay healthy. Uh, I
0: don't know if he's as good as Thad Moss. Um, but I think the hands, I mean, Thad Moss had some good hands. I
1: saw Thad. I didn't know this. Uh, Thad Moss didn't drop a single pass last year.
0: Yeah, I saw that too. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: 47 catches, zero drops.
0: Well, I mean, from all accounts, this guy is going to be lights out. Yeah. Um, I know he's got the, all the, the, um, I guess you would say, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? I don't know what you're talking about. intangibles <laughs> is like all of the... Makings? Measurables. measurables. That was the word I was looking for. Right, yeah, so way. I think he's got all the, the measurables. I just... Um, it's still it's like a true freshman coming into a role like that.
1: It's almost like I don't know if he's going to be able to like just play like a true tight end role or if he's going to uh, well, be if he's going to have to like start out as more of like a
0: Jimmy Graham. Yeah, but like you know, I then I so I said that just now, but I'm almost I'm almost changing my mind already. Like Thad Moss didn't really play like a tight end. I mean, he was a bigger guy and he was get lined up on uh, a safety or a linebacker, um, and you're a hot route guy, you're not on the line of scrimmage a lot of times. Um, or, I'm so, or sorry, not right up against the tackle. You're usually, like, slotted out yeah. or all the way Although in the Thad edge. Thad Moss
1: did do a lot of that, like, true tight end, like, Basically, just like an extra blocker mm. because he did a lot of like chip blocking and a lot of that stuff. That'll probably be this
0: guy's, the, that'll be the one thing that's like hard for him to grasp yeah. right now. So, that's what I'm saying blocking, is that right?
1: like he'll be in on passing downs and he'll be able to like play in the slot as right. that kind of guy and like just match him up with a linebacker and good luck, dude. Like, good luck guarding <laughs> <Right>. this freaking <laughs> right. guy. He runs a 4 <laughs> 5, he's 6 6, 250 just a like 0% body fat guy. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Just one of those freaks.
0: Okay. Um, now I'm wanting to watch some football again. So, <laughs> um, I guess we'll wrap it up. I know we got a lot of, uh, a lot of tape here tonight, guys. So, um, again, reach out to us. Any questions or any, uh, comments, please reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter is One Team One Pod. And Jack will love to talk to you about some Twitter. (laughs) So uh, we'll catch up with him next week. Let's throw hands. That's right. I'll talk to you guys next week on One Team One Podcast.
2: Rockin' the buck.